From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble, here in chilly Dallas with the always holly jolly Sean Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Good day. I'm holly and jolly. Wanted to show you my socks, to show you uh-huh. how jolly I am. Man, is that some Star Darth Wars, Vader yeah. Christmas? I find your lack of festive spirit disturbing. <laughs> So well, I'm, I'm ready. Well, as you uh, as you advertise, you live in Dallas and you like Star Wars. And then um, Carol, who takes care of us at the front desk, basically our office manager and office mom, showed me her socks. And her socks have a lamb and say, Felice Navidad. I like it. I knew I like that it. you would like that. I like that. So it's time, man. We got It's time to be in the Christmas spirit. It's time to be in the Christmas spirit. Time to be in the spirit for the most wonderful week of the year, Bowl Week, which is now like a Bowl Month. But bowl hey. Month. Yeah, it's Bowl Month. I, th- I think there are, I believe, three bowl games that are going to be in the Superdome alone. <laughs> And there may be two on one day. Like, yeah. this this thing continues to expand. There's a bowl at SMU. There's a bowl at Gerald J. Ford. That's I right. Not, I didn't realize that. That's I think right. we were the both. first responders bowl. Sitting when we were both trying to figure out who was going where, yeah. we were both like, wow, there's a bowl at Ford Stadium. That's right. That's right. What? So where did the ponies end up? Uh, the Mighty Mustangs will be playing in the Cherubundi Cherry Tart Boca Raton Bowl against Florida Atlantic University, the conference USA champions, Sean. Okay. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I was I was really hoping for independence because, uh, you know, you could three drive hour there. drive, <laughs> hop on the boat, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, uh, do a little wagering, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um that's not going to be the case. Uh, was thought thought they might play a, a power five opponent that you know Mustangs ended up ten and two, um, but I'm really happy that the guys get to go somewhere that uh, where there are palm trees. Yeah, somewhere nice. Yeah, somewhere nice. Um, Boca, lovely. Maybe uh, some you know pick out a retirement home there. Lots of retirees in Boca. So uh, you know, I don't know. It's. Um, I, I think it'll be a, a really tough game, actually. Florida Atlantic's pretty good squad. Uh, they they won ten games as well. So, um, you know, it's uh, when you're in a, a fledgling rebel conference like the American Athletic. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta fight for every square inch. And so, I'm really happy for the guys. Uh, you know, any ch- any year you get to go for eleven wins is a pretty good year. 10 wins is a great year, and I think we were all hoping for Cotton Bowl there, um, but there's nothing to be ashamed of for Coach Dykes and the team. The Aggies are going to be playing in the Texas Bowl mm-hmm. in Houston. They are playing Oklahoma State, and I may, may try to make that. I may try to get on down. Wasn't one that. of your New Year's resolution goals was to go to an away game? To an year. A&M away game is on my... 2019 resolution list and so I really am excited about the opportunity to check that box. Yes. So we'll see. If if my sources are correct this may be your last opportunity to do that, (laughs) sir. We we will see. Yes, I think that that is uh, good on your part to really recognize that and share that with me. And you know, I heard Coach Coach Gundy. Yes. With his mullet, lovely Business mullet. Business in the front, party in the back. Yes. I think uh, he called A&M the best 
seven and five team in the history of college football, which I mean, you know, a little bit of hyperbole, but when you lose to the number one, the number one, the number one, <laughs> the number four, and number 12 team in the same season, and those account for your five losses, I mean, Coach Gundy could have a point. Uh, just go down and beat Coach Gundy. That'd what be great. Should be let's let's do that. Let's and get then, to eight and five. And then next year we'll see how it goes. That's right. Um, you know, we had a, a cool event last week for the third year in a row. We worked with Townview School of Business and Microsoft uh, on Townview's gaming night. And it, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is, you know, uh, this is your brainchild, Sean. I remember you, you've, uh, you know, came to me with this idea three years ago. And, and I was like, okay, well, let's just see what we can do. And man, it's really turned into a a cool event so you know thank you for uh for for taking the lead on it. it's it's really fun what we have a, a great you know our great client microsoft is is so gracious um the the team from the store the north park store uh colby uh you know brings out all these xboxes they've got these cool like suitcase mm-hmm. you know they look yeah. like industrial strength suitcase that like a, a bad guy would carry around yeah. and, and you flip it open and, and there you go there's, there's the whole your, system there's your console right there so um it's it's really really a neat thing, but uh, they had some Nintendo Switches. They had some uh, they had PC some gaming this PC time for gaming the first this year. year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, how many kiddos do you think were there? I would I would say probably eighty. Kids, yeah. 80, I mean, 90 80 to kids. 90 kids mm-hmm. were there. Uh, you know, thank you, Ellen Media, for sponsoring the pizza. Uh, it's just a, a really cool night. And, um, you know, I know this is something that you envisioned several years ago, three years ago. So to keep this train rolling and to, um, you know, make it an annual event now is it's been really fun. And so uh, and it's been great working with Miss Ugu, Miss Comfort Ugu, who is the Skills USA sponsor and who also teaches um, networking. Um, and Isaiah, he's part of the Skills USA leadership team this year. And so they were really excited. A lot of kids. Uh, I think we were we were featured, you and I, on the School of Business and Management. I know we were featured on their Instagram page, at least. Yes, we did yeah. get an IG post. Yes. So that was fun. That was fun. Uh, I was pretty locked in on Super Smash Brothers. You were. I thought bit. you were going to get in the tournament. I think you probably had other duties that were calling, but yes. you inched closer. Every time I was trying to talk to you, I looked to the side, and you were closer to the uh, screen. Yes, I was watching a King Koopa battle, uh, you know, Link from Legend of Zelda, and on some crazy starship <laughs> scene. So it was funny. One of the kids came up to me because last year I played in the Tekken tournament, uh-huh. and he was like, uh, "Mr. Williams, we're going to run this back because I beat him." <laughs> last year yeah and i was like man i had played since last year so i don't think it's gonna make sense he's like man i really wanted to avenge my loss from last <laughs> yeah. year and i told you him went out on top, yeah you know i went out on top i think i came in third place last it's year pretty strong so i'm just yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that it's pretty strong now table tennis by the way if anybody wants to get in on that you know i'm <laughs> yeah. taking all yeah all comers on table tennis so let me know note to anybody listening sean williams will hustle you out of money at the, <laughs> on the ping pong table <laughs> just um, let me know yeah let me know. we can play at four oak cliff <laughs> yes yes with our friend taylor um well sean we've got a really exciting uh show today uh we have zach porter from uh royal blue grocery um they've got you know uh several stores here in town and and uh from their original store down on congress avenue one of my favorite stores and 
we'll talk about that uh, today with Zach. But, um, you know, it's an exciting, uh, you know, kind of edgy, fun uh, project they're working on. So I'm excited to jump into this interview. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to Zach. You know, we've been doing some work with Zach and his wife, Emily, and their partner, Cullen. And, you know, Zach and Emily live in Dallas. So they're a small business here in Dallas, and they are looking to do an expansion from their two stores downtown and their Highland Park Village store and move into Oak Cliff. And so uh, there's been some social media about this store. And so we wanted to give Zach an opportunity to talk more about what's actually going on and I'm excited to talk with Zach. Yeah, so let's do just that. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Thanks for tuning in. For great food, great views, and relaxing patio vibes, look no further than Trinity Groves in Dallas. Trinity Groves has been around for more than five years, but the development is still fostering the growth of new businesses and capitalizing on Dallas's culture of innovation. With over a dozen restaurants, art galleries, retail, and event destinations, every visit to Trinity Groves is a unique experience. And next time you're looking to chill on the patio, bring your four-legged friend too, as every patio at Trinity Groves is dog-friendly. Visit trinitygroves.com for more information on the delicious food you'll find during your next visit to Trinity Groves. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are excited to have one of our clients here with us, mm-hmm. uh, but someone who's really doing something exciting here in Dallas and looking to bring something exciting to Oak Cliff. We are talking with Zach Porter, the Dallas owner of Royal Blue Grocery. Zach, welcome. Morning. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, a a lot of us have seen some of your Royal Blue concepts here in Dallas, but I just want to first start out uh, and ask, how did Royal Blue get started? How did Royal Blue come about? Sure. Uh, well, they were originally opened in 2006 in downtown Austin on 3rd Street, not too far off Congress. And my background's retail real estate. I've uh, worked for years as a broker representing restaurants and retailers or representing landlords that are trying to attract these tenants. And I've always worked on downtown projects or at least urban projects, even if it's suburban urban. And they were a tenant in one of my landlord's projects down there. I lived in Dallas, but it was fun having an Austin client and an excuse to go down there from time to time. And I just kind of fell in love with the concept. It was their original unit. Uh, It had been in place for a few years, I guess since 06. And it was a small urban grocery store, and it was 
uh, kind of a little bit of a discovery. Every time you go in there, you'd find some cool new product or something that was even mundane that you wouldn't expect them to have, but it was the toothbrush I forgot to pack or, you know, better a bottle of wine than was in the mini bar. And I just kind of started to fall in love with having a bodega, something that we don't really have much of in Texas. You, you see them in New York, but uh, new cities like Dallas uh, don't have them as often. And so I started talking to the founders and uh, realized what it was kind of doing for the neighborhood. It was everybody's little first stop in the morning, come through for lunch, get their groceries in the evening. I tried to get the founders to expand to downtown Dallas. And uh, they were, you know, they were nice guys, but they said, we're just focused on Austin and we've got some more stores to open here before we kind of venture out of the city. And uh, I just stayed in touch with them, really, and uh, finally approached them and said, look, if, if uh, you all are going to expand to Dallas, would you consider being a consultant to me? I didn't know anything about operations or about groceries. And so they said, sure, you know, nobody's really asked us that before, so let's give it a shot. And we started working well together, and uh, ultimately, kind of through that process, they said, why don't you just be our expansion partner? You can keep an eye on things in Dallas. Uh, no need to, you know, reinvent the brand. Let's just grow it with its kind of Austin base and then see what happens in Dallas. And so that, that's how it came to be. I started working on it. and. Uh, I uh, was talking to my wife about it, Emily, and uh, she got curious and uh, I took her down there and we just kind of shopped it and she would go through the aisles and be like, oh my gosh, these are the gluten-free bobo bars that I like and <laughs> this is, you know, the, whatever, the paper towels that we need or I love this wine and uh, so she got excited about it and then uh, one of my best friends, Cullen Potts, same thing. We were out driving around, just catching up, and I told him about it, and he wanted to go look. And so that's that's really how it came to be. Sean, I remember as a lowly legislative staffer, uh, many days running down Congress Avenue to grab a banana. Definitely brought a toothbrush there before <laughs> at, the, at the Congress Avenue store. So, uh, as a as a grateful Royal Blue shopper from my my past life, um, I was I was so glad that y'all are in Dallas now. When did y'all uh, first open in Dallas? So we opened in Dallas about four years ago. That was 2015, and. Uh, we opened in Highland Park Village. There was a Tom Thumb grocery store there for decades, and they ended up not renewing. And so we saw an opportunity. It's not a central business district like we're used to, but mm -hmm. in a way, kind of the dynamics are similar. It was a, a neighborhood that didn't have a grocery store after Tom Thumb right. moved out and really no uh, ability to uh, put one in to the core of that neighborhood. You know, Mockingbird and Preston's kind of the main and main for yeah. that part of town. So the grocery stores were all on the periphery instead of in the middle of town because just the sites weren't there. You I mean, what's the other, the next closest one? Inwood and University? Maybe? Yeah, Inwood and University, and, uh, which is, you know, just outside of the kind of town limits. Mm -hmm. And uh, one on Turtle Creek. Yeah. There's a Tom Thumb uh, on Turtle Creek. And they're, they're you know, around, but uh, they're not on necessarily your not walking like path or yeah. your biking path. Exactly. And so that we saw that as kind of an opportunity to do a flagship. I mean, Highland Park Village is uh, a marquee project in the state of Texas and really state surrounding. So we thought, 
you know, what an opportunity to kind of uh, make a big splash. Um, that store is uh, two to three times the size of normal Royal Blue grocery stores. Um, we really wanted to kind of bring the full offering, have everything with, you know, enough variety and selection to serve that neighborhood where it sure. could really be, you know, kind of a mini neighborhood grocery store, yeah. not just uh, kind of a, you know, bodega or a convenience sure. play. And it's a, I mean, it's, it's a gathering place. I mean, you've got, you've got a coffee, you know, coffee bar there, and, yep. um, you know, lots of different wine offerings. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat place to, to gather and meet. Thanks. Yeah, that, that's been one of the most fun things about it is seeing it become kind of a, um, you know, the gathering spot or in a way, you know, the pub for the neighborhood, um, the spot where everybody can kind of uh, get together outside of the home, outside of work, bumping into neighbors, bumping yeah. into coworkers. A mix of all types of people, um, from you know professionals that are in their three-piece suit having a meeting to moms and their uh, you know pushing their strollers up, um, students studying, uh, workers in the area that are you know taking a break and need something you know quick and easy to eat, and it's just kind of a come-as-you-are sort of a vibe, and people tend to you can get in and out of our stores really quickly. That's one of kind of our uh, you know, unique points is it's it's not a big box store that takes you a long time, um, but people do tend to linger sometimes too, just because they like the experience. Yeah, and you guys have a kind of different view on the grocery product. You guys deliver grocery, the grocery concept in a different way than other similar. I mean, you're not exactly like a big grocer you're not exactly like a 7-eleven i mean you guys do it differently so what are some of the differences between how royal blue operates yeah you know we're kind of in the middle of those two i say we don't really have any direct competitors but we have dozens of kind of indirect competitors from big box to the convenience stores to the drug stores to coffee shops sandwich and salad shops Um, we kind of put all that under one roof in a way and uh, you know, groceries, it's uh, you go into your typical big box grocer and it's kind of a warehouse type experience. Um, but it's the errand that we run probably most often. You're not shopping for retail every other day or, uh, you know, some of the other errands we run. So it's like, why not elevate the experience a little bit, particularly in today's economy with retailers, you know, having to, you really have to have an experience with service and finish um, to get people to not just click their laptop online and have something ordered. It needs to be easy. Um, It needs to be, you know, kind of emotionally rewarding. And so we really focus on those things to kind of set us apart and build traffic. Okay, so now we have we have Highland Park Village, yep. and we have two other stores in Dallas proper. We have downtown. That's right. And then we have the store in the Trammell Crow Center or the Trammell Crow Tower. That's right. That's right. How are all the How are those three stores doing? Uh, great. We opened on Main Street uh, a little over a year ago. It was mm-hmm. kind of late summer, 2018. That store is uh, it's. 3,500 feet. It's a little bit bigger than the Austin stores, but uh, half the size of the flagship store. It does really well because it's a, you know, it's a not, it's a great location. We're mm-hmm. right on Main Street, and we're surrounded by office buildings, apartment buildings, yeah. hotels, 
Main Street's a bit of a kind of entertainment district in a way. So um, there's a lot of foot traffic and a lot of service industry folks that are needing stuff quick in and out. And so it's, it does really well, kind of seven days a week, every hour of the day. Um, then we opened in the Arts District on mm-hmm. Ross Avenue about two months ago now. And it's doing really well, too, um, particularly daytime. There's so much office there. Mm-hmm. Um, before we opened, we kind of surveyed the neighborhood, seeing what was there. Does this make sense? Uh, residential is coming, which is going to sure. kind of help us with weekends and evenings. But there's some like 12 million square feet of office in a four block radius. It's amazing. And if yeah. you kind of do that math, that's some like 30,000 people there every day. And, you know, we have 4,500 tenants uh, upstairs, office tenants upstairs. So it's uh, it's a really, really uh, busy store. And, you know, they're all a little bit different than each other because they're in different neighborhoods. And we have to yeah. tweak our mix according to what the customer but wants. But all these neighborhoods have lowly staffers like I used to be that need a toothbrush. <laughs> exactly. So. All yeah. sorts of stuff, you know, even in kind of the office centric uh, Ross Avenue corridor, mm-hmm. people still want to stop and grab something on their way home because yeah. it saves them a trip to the grocery store. Right. Um, so they can come through and grab those two or three things that they need to kind of get through the next 48 hours yeah. and then they're good. And, and y'all are there. I mean, it, it, I would say you're you know blazing trails down to parts of the, of the city that, that, you know, are not served by a big box grocer, let's say. Right. Right. Yeah. We're going to come right back after the break. We want to talk about Royal Blue's expansion plans into Oak Cliff. We're with Zach Porter, Dallas owner of Royal Blue. We'll be right back after this. strokeassociation.org Welcome back to Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, we're joined by Zach Porter of Royal Blue Grocers today. Zach, um, you know, you guys have an exciting project going on in Oak Cliff. Um, what drew y'all to want to open a Royal Blue in Oak Cliff? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a neighborhood that we seek out. It's an urban neighborhood that uh, maybe has a gap where big grocers haven't gone yet, conventional grocers. It's very urban. Um, on top of that, it's very creative. I would think it's maybe one of the more creative neighborhoods in Dallas um, with the, the culture there being, uh, you know, as diverse as it is and um, kind of the restaurants that have opened and 
galleries and retailers. It's uh, it's a pretty exciting neighborhood, and it kind of spoke to you know our DNA in a way. We we like uh, kind of that sort of energy and that sort of kind of yeah. passion that you see coming out of the the neighborhood there, and. Uh, I've worked in Oak Cliff for a number of years in real estate and did um, a lot of the leasing for some of the projects over there and some of the tenants that are there in Bishop Arts and Sylvan 30 and uh, up and down, you know, kind of that neighborhood. And so um, it's I've gotten to know it well and thought that uh, it could be, you know, a really fun play for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it kind of turns out that my parents and Cullen, my business partner's parents, um, they both grew up in that neighborhood. And so oh, cool. we've kind of been there, you know, as kids, more or less, for years, getting to know it. And uh, Did your mom go to Sunset? She went to Sunset, yeah, Winnetka and Sunset. I don't remember the exact street she lived on, but uh, she remembers having a trolley car that went up and oh, cool. down their street. Wow. And that's how she got, you know, in and out of downtown and to school and stuff. So it's always, uh, you know, kind of held a, a special place in our hearts just because of our family ties there. Yeah, very cool. So tell us about the store itself. What what are you looking to do at the store? Yeah, it's a really cool building. We've never gone into a freestanding building. We're usually at the bottom of towers or in shopping sure. centers. And this was an old auto repair shop from decades ago. And uh, it's about 4,000 feet. And it's more or less half of that is kitchen space. And then the front half will be front of house. Um, so, it, you know, we benefited from uh, a tenant that was there before doing a, a kind of a version of a market. They had installed a really nice kitchen because catering was a big part of what they sure. did. And so we got to inherit, you know, all the mechanical, yeah. electrical, plumbing stuff. Um, so the kitchen was more or less uh, kind of ready for us to just upgrade. Um, and then the store itself, it's, it's you know, really uh, charming. Um, lots of glass, little uh, back patio. We're going to put in a front patio, we hope. Um, it's got some parking spaces on the side. It's this old brick building. You can see where the bays that face the street used to be the auto cool. bays. And it's all brick inside, just, you know, kind of raw painted brick where you can see the layers of paint that have kind of been put up and pulled off over the years. And so I think it's going to be a really great little store. Um, it really lays out well for us, too, because it's a perfect square. And uh, so that makes it real easy to lay out your aisles and everything. And so while it's the front of house is a little smaller than our downtown stores, it's so efficient without having all these columns and things that, in, you know, can intrude on your space in an office building. Sure. Um, we'll end up having, it looks like, about twice as many grocery aisles in the Oak Cliff store as we do downtown. And it's a little less space. So um, we should be able to have a, you know, a really full offering there with kind of everything that uh, that neighborhood wants and needs. And, you know, Zach, there seems to be some confusion around a grant and a loan that you all apply for, grants that are the city of Dallas have available for small businesses. So I wanted to see if you could explain a little bit about what those are and also how they came about. Sure, sure. So uh, we've been talking to economic development uh, staff since before we opened our Main Street store. So 
this is, you know, discussions have been going on for years now. Um, and ultimately, uh, we kind of finally got to a point where they were figuring out these grants that had more or less been sitting on a shelf for a while. And uh, we got to know uh, staff through uh, Downtown Dallas, Inc., which uh administers the TIF funds that are in place to attract retailers downtown. And so uh, the city kind of said, hey, we're ready now. Um, what are you guys working on? And at the, that point, we were uh, had a lease in uh, on Ross Avenue and we're working on Oak Cliff. And so they said, okay, that's, you know, this is cool. This is uh, two different districts that uh, we can see need what you guys do. Um, so since you're already uh, well underway on Ross Avenue, and we kind of missed the chance to work together on Main Street, what if we uh, they proposed that we do a, a loan uh, to help us with operating capital for the two downtown stores? Um, so that's a, a low interest loan. Um, they've done these in the past. Uh, the new uh, staff member um, used these same tools when he was in Chicago, I believe, and uh, um, really had some success stories out of that. So uh, in a way, we're kind of the, um, you know launching this program again with them. Um, it's a low interest loan, which you know allows us to kind of save some money and uh, so that we can make a you know the investment that we want and that we think uh, that neighborhood needs. And it also provides a bit of a return to Dallas. And so those two downtown stores will benefit from this $350,000 loan. And then the Oak Cliff store, there was some uh, money left over from a 2017 bond for economic development projects and small businesses or even big businesses. And uh, so that's a grant that will reimburse us for upgrades that we do to the building. So, uh, you know, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, uh, HVAC, um, installing refrigeration and kitchen, um, you know, equipment and materials. And so, um, those are kind of the two projects that we qualified for and they the city arrives at these numbers through the amount of jobs that each of the locations are providing and uh, and that was one thing i was going to ask is like what what type of jobs are going to be created as a result of this new store and also do you plan to hire from from people around the store definitely yeah we uh it, we kind of learned something about ourselves and going through this and uh uh, surveyed our team to see where everybody was coming from and you know it's hard to find uh, people that are living downtown that uh, can also work downtown or people living around our flagship store um, that you know that it's uh, a lot of times people are having to you know drive in um, from a different neighborhood and in Oak Cliff we think that it'll be really uh, much easier for us to recruit the kind of talent that we need. That store will have about 30 employees uh, mixed between kitchen staff and front of house staff. And then our two downtown stores uh, total have about 30 employees as well. So about 60 total coming from these three stores. 
And, you know, I live in Oak Cliff. I live very close to where this store is going to be. And I've had a chance to visit the store downtown. And I just think, you know, again, you guys have never been in a freestanding location like this. Right. And the options that an opportunity you have to, to really ingrain yourselves in the neighborhood is great because that's what you, you've done in all the stores you've been in before. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, you know, in our shopping center and downtown stores, we're always kind of struggling to uh, spill out onto the street, which mm-hmm. we like to do because it's we're trying to make neighborhoods better and intersections better and more walkable and more fun. And so we do, you know, outdoor cookouts. Uh, Colin and I man the grill every other week and uh, do hamburgers and hot dogs. And we kind of have to fight for that space where in Oak Cliff and Bishop Arts, We've got patio space mm-hmm. and parking spaces where it's going to be really easy for us to do kind of our farmers markets and our cookouts and our events. And I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. You had a couple of people already who are ready for the hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> they're delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. Yeah. So, Zach, um, last thing I want to make sure people know that you're, um, you all are going to be taking questions uh, for people who may have questions at a community meeting that's going to be held at the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce on Thursday, December 19th. That's going to be from 6 to 7.30 p.m. So folks who have questions about what you guys are planning to do at the store and what, what offerings are going to be there, as well as, I mean, I know you guys have a book at the at the um, at, at your checkout where people can even leave comments. It's kind of like you're bringing that to, to the people. Yeah, exactly. It's a little old school. I mean, we're we're not uh, we don't have a big back office that is, is buying, you know, truckloads of stuff and uh, that we have need to go sell. We just kind of view each store on a case by case basis. It's a little bit old school with the request books. And, uh, you know, when we open a store, we stock it with what we think that neighborhood's going to want. And we'll get it mostly right, but not all the way right. And so uh, this community meeting will be a way for us to get a little preview into what the requests are and what the neighborhood's needing. Um, That way we can kind of open the doors with our best effort and kind of most informed um, inventory. And then we just have to continue to tweak always and forever. I mean, um, food and fashion, there's just, there's trends in them. Things change. Uh, different dietary, um, you know, practices come into play and um, new products come about. New local vendors pop up that have, you know, some amazing new craft that we want to carry. And so we just continue to kind of tweak and tweak and tweak. And that's part of the fun of it, really. It keeps it from getting stale. There's always something kind of new and exciting that we can bring in. Zach, can you tell us about some of the local vendors that you use here in Dallas? Sure, sure. That's that's one of the most fun things about the job is getting to really know these people that are making the stuff right here and yeah. kind of seeing their uh, small business grow. Um, we have about 100 uh, distributors that we buy things from. That's across all of our departments. Um, and about 50 of those are local. And it's, uh, you know, some of the kind of best ofs or uh, favorites of Dallas. Um, you know, in Oak Cliff, uh, we've long carried, well, since they opened in Oak Cliff, Azucar ice cream, mm-hmm. uh, Joy macaroons, uh, Dude Sweet Chocolate, uh, Five Mile, Oak Cliff great, Coffee yeah. Roasters. And then uh, really we're, you know, kind of buying from all parts of the city. Um, 
lot of farmers market tenants like uh, Stock and Bondi. Uh, Ain't no more butter cakes are really popular. I was gonna say that if you hadn't said that. <laughs> I was favorite. waiting, waiting Sean. for you to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean's favorite. Um, cake bar out of West Dallas and Trinity Grove. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Empire Baking Company. A lot of people are familiar mm-hmm. with them. Um, so it's, and then we've have a lot of brands too that uh, started with us four years ago, um, and now they're you know uh, nationally popular brands that are uh, have grown their businesses to be much bigger than we are, yeah. and it's really cool to see, you know, a couple or a family kind of have an idea and uh, we believe in it, and sometimes it's like, well, we really like that, but can you work on the packaging a little bit, whether it's, you know, design so that it's uh, appealing on the shelf or just you need to have SKU numbers and nutritional information and that sort of stuff and then see what they do with it to, you know, run and be picked up by some of the big boys of, you know, Whole Foods and HEB. And um, so that's really kind of an exciting thing. And then, you know, even outside of our uh, local vendors, um, even our big distributors are all over the city. So we do get 18-wheelers that are coming from the industrial district and they're bringing in, you know, Fritos and Dr. Peppers and all those sorts of things that we carry. But it's still local jobs, those guys uh, working in that warehouse and driving those trucks and girls. It's, uh, so in a way, we kind of we can't go into every neighborhood in Dallas, uh, hopefully someday. Um, but we still feel like we're kind of collecting from all portions of Dallas to yeah. be able to, to kind of bring that as a business to the neighborhood. Yeah, that's really cool. So if our listeners wanted to find y'all online, what uh, web address and social handles could they find you? Sure. Our uh, website is uh, royalbluegrocery.com. And then Instagram, we're pretty uh, engaged on. Uh, that's Royal Blue Grocery Big D. And then yeah. that links up with our Facebook page, which has the same handle. Cool. Yeah. And again, if you want to uh, meet Zach and his wife, Emily, and their partner, Cullen, you can do so at the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce on Thursday, December 19th at 6 p.m. For any questions, you can call 214-923-5013. Zach, thanks for taking some time. This is great. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, good times. Loved visiting with Zach about Royal Blue. Man, I, I have so many great memories of that store on, on Congress Avenue in Austin. So Yeah, man, very informative. Um, and, you know, I, I got to go down and get another one of those cakes. Um, I mean, I know my butter cakes is just good stuff so, there you go um man, you know, now i know what to get you for christmas Sean. yeah put one under the tree either yeah. way yeah uh man we got a couple of more guests lined up already to try to get in before the end of the year mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We've got Taylor Toynes from Fort Oak Cliff and Keith Vinson from the YMCA. Yeah, Taylor's doing doing really big things uh, with Fort Oak Cliff. I, they've been just just getting after it this you know past few months, and so um, it will be exciting to to visit with him and, and hear about uh, you know his his vision for. Um, for uh, Oak Cliff, for Oak, for Cliff. his vision for Oak Cliff. Yeah, I see. Nice. See what you did there. Nice. And uh, and Keith in the YMCA, another client of ours. It's it's really cool when we do get to talk to our clients. I mean, that is not yeah. exactly why we set this up, but right. it is a nice offshoot of this program. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of our clients are doing big things in Dallas. So big things popping. All right, that is deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. As usual, we want to thank the owners of. Allen Media, Mary Woodleaf and Jennifer Pascoe. Thanks to all of our colleagues here. Thanks to you, everyone of you who listen to this podcast. Please go wherever you can leave a comment, wherever you can like this podcast. Give us five stars. Leave us a review on any of your podcasting platforms where you find us and make sure to share this with your friends. So until we meet again, this is Sean Williams, Ryan Tremble. Adios. Adios.